0: Welcome to the Inspired Riding Podcast. I'm your host, Beth Lauren Parrish. As a certified riding instructor, remote coach, and animal communicator, I bridge the gap between your inner and outer worlds as you strive to enhance all aspects of your riding. I'm here to remind you that you are powerful and more than capable of changing your reality with your horse time. In this podcast, I'm going to share with you a personal story. It's called Fall Down, Find Your Superpowers. The morning I had my first accident requiring surgery, I had a voice inside me say, You're going to fall off today. As a young horse trainer, I raised an eyebrow, but then quickly shrugged it off. I had moved from New York to Northern California, and had been working for a trainer for nearly one year. My assistant trainer position involved having me school the -the off-the-track thoroughbreds and give beginner riding lessons to the local children. It was a dream job for any horse-crazy girl, from an outsider looking in. Nobody would have realized that I was on a path for this accident waiting to happen. The ex horses, we were training didn't have much downtime. They were kept in stalls, turned out in a small paddock for a few hours at a time, lunged, and then expected to be ridden by myself or some of the more advanced students with some sense of normalcy, as if they hadn't just been persuaded to gallop their hearts out recently. I had developed a healthy sense of anxiety when it came to riding these thoroughbreds, as they would tear around the arena, nearly toppling over from the sheer speed of careening the corners, or would buck like crazy after going over some small jumps. At the time, this was my first job where I was working for another trainer. I trusted that she knew what she was doing. It became clear that she had a specific agenda, one where she would find very cheap or free horses to retrain to become suitable jumping horses for young riders and sell them at a much higher price. I did my best to do what she wanted, but I was falling off more in one year than I had my entire 14 years of riding thus far. I did learn a ton of what not to do. Since then, I found that retraining racehorses takes a lot longer time way more time than most people have the patience for. They're also some of the most incredible horses I've ever encountered, especially with how much they are willing to offer and adapt to any situation. They're also experts at melting your heart. When you feel a soft breath in your ear as they rest their chin on your shoulder. Back to that voice, which told me I was going to fall. I ignored it like I mentioned. I ended up riding a 17-hand thoroughbred that I had already popped off a few times before. I didn't do any kind of groundwork or lunging. I simply tacked him up and began riding nonchalantly around the arena. While we were in a steady little trot, something across the street spooked him, and he bucked hard. I was on the ground before I even realized what happened. Nearly six hours later, I woke up in the recovery room, petting a bunny. The nurses said it was okay because nobody would believe me anyway. All I could think about was that voice. I was warned and did nothing to make any changes that day. I now have a beautiful scar on my left forearm to remind me to listen. This arm also has a six-inch plate within. That would be the first of my Bionic Woman saga. I decided to move on when the head trainer came to see me after surgery and was sure I would get right back to work in a few days. I thought this notion was crazy since I needed time to recover. I decided to move to Southern California with friends and start over. It was either that or move back to New York. My left arm was unusable for several months, so I knew I needed help. I didn't think jumping back into teaching riding was the best choice. I needed time to heal and rehab, and I was done with the fear and angst that had developed from working in this particular program. It was weighing on me, and this was the perfect opportunity to move on. My entire life perspective changed after that fall. I don't wait for voices any longer. I take time every morning to write in what I call my inner guidance journal, And I ask my higher self, universe, angels, whatever you want to call it, it's that super cool connection that we all have. And I ask, what do I need to focus on today? Every day it's a little different. And it's always so varied. Some days it's all about making sure I eat enough broccoli. Other days it could be the inspiration I need on how to approach my next project. Having that accident was actually one of the greatest gifts a young riding instructor could have received. I didn't realize it at the time, but I began to find my empathy button for my students. I learned about going as slow as you need to when you're afraid, and most importantly, never pushing too hard too fast. You see, I was never afraid of riding, I would get those stomach flips for competitions but it wasn't anything like I had experienced when getting back in the saddle from that fall. My body was terrified of getting hurt again. I had a recurring thought of my horse bucking. I would freeze up, and I'd have to hop off many times. I had to honor that. I had to take my time and only ride the horse I trusted completely. That horse was, believe it or not, my little prince of an Arabian named Biffy. He was a Polish Arabian, and the main lesson horse in the program where I took all of my beginners through the levels, on a lunge line, all the way up to little beginning jumps. The owner agreed to let me purchase him on a payment plan, as I had fallen in love with his heart of gold. He would actually stop if he felt off balance. While he was on a lunge line, it was precious to see him come to a halt, look at me, and then turn his head to the side that I couldn't see— to indicate that his little student had lost her stirrup again. He was my my get-back-in-the-saddle-and-get-my-confidence-going-again steady steed. It took a good four months before I was clear to ride, and then another six to feel completely comfortable again. He was the confidence-builder we all need in our lives. And even though he was an Arabian, a breed that's not often put in the category of the Steady Eddies, he was by far the most steadfast horse I've ever met in my life. When I was cleared to ride again, I suddenly had a wave of fear come over me. Even though I had the perfect horse to ride and build up my confidence, I was still freaking out. I finally understood why some of my students were nervous. That visceral, painful experience kept popping back up in my mind's eye any time I started trotting again. The explosive buck that landed me on the ground that day came directly after a nonchalant trot around the arena. It would bring Biffy back to a halt when I started thinking about that fall again. The images were incredibly vivid of sitting on the ground in excruciating pain. I didn't want that to happen again. I needed to find a way through this. I loved riding too much to let this roadblock in my mind stop me from getting back to that gorgeous connected feeling of being home in the saddle. I would also hop off any time I couldn't stop the images from flooding in which made my heart beat too fast and my face would begin to quiver. Then I would try again the next day. I didn't have any of the tools I use now. It was simply trial and error without any support around me. I fumbled my way back to some semblance of riding again. It was definitely a more hesitant approach, but I was determined. The one thing I do appreciate about the process is I did not beat myself up about having to hop off. I knew that when those images took over, my body was not present. That wasn't fair to Biffy, since he was so patient with me. And then I started teaching again. Some of the first things I would say to my new students was this. My main goals for your lessons are for you to have fun, feel safe, and make progress in your own way. I need you to always feel brave enough to tell me if something doesn't feel right. This way, we can dial things back or stop if needed. All of my students appreciated this new-to-me approach. We started having real conversations about the shakiness they felt. Their horses felt relief that they were being honest with their emotions. There were wonderful days where everything flowed perfectly. There were also many lessons where I would hold space for my student to get present and brave on the mounting block. Those lessons were wonderful, too, since they were real and honest and actually helped them feel completely supported. They can now look back at those wobbly moments and feel proud that they've moved past that, but were never shamed for them. And I've never even considered going back to the pushiness of my youthful teaching days. Before that particular accident, I'm not embarrassed to say that as a riding instructor back when I started 20 years ago, I was a bit pushy especially with my younger students, who showed talent on their fabulous ponies. We all do the best we can with what we know. I was always so excited for their potential in the show ring that I would sometimes ask them to do just a little bit more in each lesson. I didn't pick up on their subtle signals that they were scared. After all, I was their instructor, and I knew their ponies were talented enough to take care of them, despite their nervousness. Breaking my arm made me a better instructor. I listen more, especially when my students either start talking a lot or get really quiet. Those are good indications that they're doing their best to manage some kind of nerves. I can also tell when they've stopped breathing. The flow gets interrupted. I love reminding them to come back to their breath and to express what they need to say always. My special superpowers involve building my students' confidence back up in a step-by-step process. Now that I've been through four other surgeries since this first one, I've had loads of experience with getting back to riding in a fun and safe way. I've also dialed in some of the best methods for getting brave in the saddle again. I began to hone in on the tools of slowing down, getting present, listening to my intuition, and connecting with my horse. I hope you enjoyed this story. And if you're interested, we do have the Brave in the Saddle program coming up. It begins May 2nd, and I would love for you to join. You can check it out on inspiredriding.com forward slash brave. Thank you again for listening, and remember to lead with kindness for yourself and for your horse. And may the horse be with you always.